If you would come on in and find a seat, our services will begin here in a few seconds. Good evening. Welcome back to Central Park Baptist Church. We're glad that you're here. Uh, Take your hymnal, if you would, please, and let's turn over to number 657. 657. A new name in glory. Hey, Brother Will. Good to see you. once a sinner, but I came pardoned to receive from my Lord. This was freely given, and I found that he always kept his word. There's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine, oh yes, it's mine. And the white-robed angel sings a story, a sinner has come home. Hallelujah, there's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine, oh yes, it's mine. With my sins forgiven, I am bound for heaven, nevermore to roll. On the third verse, and the book is written, say by grace, oh the joy that came to my soul. Now I am forgiven, and I know by the blood I am made whole. There's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine, oh yes it's mine. And the white-robed angels sing the story. Father, thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to be here tonight. Thank you for all the things that were done today. Thank you for the new couple who made their vows just a little while ago. We ask that you bless our service in a very special way. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you'd fill our pastor, flow through him to our hearts, and that you would fill us with the power of your Holy Spirit as we hear what you have for us in our church here tonight. We love you very much, and we must have your help. So that as we go through the rest of this week, we could glorify you in everything we do and say, thank you for giving us a place where we could meet and a church family. For we pray in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you. You may be seated. You may be seated. Number, 300, 400, number 643. He was trying to channel me the other day. I saw it on video. So I just thought I'd give it to you. Number 643. 643. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul.
Upstairs, yeah. you know, uh, but I'm glad he's home. We've missed him, amen. Or amen. we missed Miss Eva, you know. But I'm glad to, I'm glad she's back. But uh, pray for Brother Shelton. He's got a cold. He called a little while ago. He said, "Please tell ever make sure everybody knows it's not COVID, amen." <laughs> Isn't it sad that we have to do that these days? Uh, but pray for him. He's uh, He's, he's doing all right. He just, you know, just didn't want to, just in case, didn't want to get anybody sick. So keep him uh, in your prayers. Uh, just two things real quick. Remember, read your bulletins. You still have your bulletins for from Sunday. A lot of information in there. Uh, the uh, Balik Beyond box is going to the Acalinos there in just south of Manila in the Philippines. Uh, there's a list out here. Please, let's. It's okay to bring little. Uh, toys they'd like to have some tablets and some writing kind of stuff for the kids and 
uh, some things like that uh, that we can put in there. Uh, but there, there's a list out here uh, as well. And uh, so please, uh, we want to send that off here in the next couple of weeks. So uh, if you can, uh, if you're planning on getting something, if you'll do that as quickly as possible, uh, because again, it takes anywhere from 70 to 90 days for that box to get there. And, and also, Brother uh, Marco's got a couple of boxes we want to send to Brother Douglas Marco Jr. there in the Philippines. So uh, uh, we want to take care of all three of those at one time. So please help us out and get that, uh, get your things in quickly. Uh, also, uh, men's prayer breakfast Saturday morning, 8.30. Uh, don't forget about that. And uh, uh, then we're having, after that, we're having soul winning at 9.30. And uh, now if you want to go ahead and come, if you're coming to work, and you want to go ahead and start at 9.30, that's fine. You can start at 9.30. Uh, but uh, there will be others. We're just going to go two different ways. And when the guys get back from soul winning, if they want to stick around and work, there will be some work for them. Amen. So, men, bring your work clothes. And uh, if you w want to work, there will be plenty of things to do. So don't forget about that. Uh, but a lot of things going on Saturday. And then one other thing is that uh, our faith promise, I mentioned Sunday, we start that this coming Lord's Day, $1,950 a week for our faith promise this year. And uh, God has been good. Uh, we went way over, we went over the $100,000 mark this year, which is above our goal for uh, last year and uh, from October to the end of this, uh, end of October this, this year. So uh, uh, God's good, amen. And I want to encourage you, please give and, and uh, make sure you, please make sure you do one thing, don't take it out of your tithe. Amen. 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 Uh, so please do not uh, forget about that. And, and, and pray for our day Sunday. Lord helps have a good day. Men, it's supposed to rain Friday, by the way, but it's supposed to clear up, I think, only about a 20 or 30% Saturday morning. So uh, uh, just so come anyway. We'll have some things for you to do, all right? Uh, prayer sheet. Everybody have a prayer sheet? Uh, if you do not have one, just hold your hand up. There's Miss Myra and Miss Brenda, brother Benjamin. Man, he is on it. Uh, while he's doing that, I want to uh, introduce to you a new couple today, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Jordan Coster. They're not listening. <laughs> they just okay, now I'm going to embarrass them. Y'all stand up. Yeah, Sunday. Is that was it? Sunday. My get my days have run together. Sunday, and uh, so man, I am. They, they and then uh, you know they got married uh, this, this well, just a little while ago, and uh, it, we got we've got water in the baptistry. Yeah, they're going to get. They're supposed to get baptized Sunday. I mean, what a way to start, amen. Well, how awesome is that? But please pray for them. And because I'm telling you, when you start getting things together spiritually, from of script, the old devil jumps up. And if y'all been there, say amen. amen. Pray for them. Put them on your prayer list, on this prayer sheet that we're about to uh, go over uh, this evening. Please pray for them uh, and uh, make sure that you they know that you're going to be praying for them. Please remember all of these that are on our, our prayer sheet tonight. And uh, remember each one of those in their health. Keep them in your prayers. Uh, let me encourage you to pray for, uh, continue to pray for Miss Jackson, uh, if you would please, and uh, 
uh, Miss uh, Adrian and Brother George as they take care of her. Uh, that's that is uh, that's difficult at best. And and you might call uh, or send Miss Adrian and Brother George a text and just let them know that they are in your thoughts and uh, that you're going to be praying for them uh, as they take care of Miss Jackson. But also remember again Miss Roslyn and, and Brother Shelton in that as well. Uh, oh, oh, by the way, I almost forgot the. I got a call. Uh, let's see, what's it? my days run together? Monday from Brother Gene Harmon. You remember he was supposed to be with us back in October, and his and his house got hit by the hurricane. Uh, he he said, "I've got it all boarded up, and I'm waiting on insurance." And so he says, "I've got some places that that I'm scheduled to preach." He canceled his meetings in October, ours being one of them. And uh, so he said, "But I'm coming through that way." He said. Can you, do you, can you use me Sunday, this coming Sunday? And I said, no, we can't use you at all. I said, our folks didn't even like you. <laughs> and, uh, but then I said, well, is your wife coming? And he said, yes. And I said, well, I've heard rumors that you are married. And uh, so I said, but if your wife is coming, we'll let you come. And he said, yes, yeah, she's coming. I said, well, all right. So he's going to be here Sunday. Uh, with us, and I know you've enjoyed him, and I told him that you were uh, looking forward to him being here, so he'll be here Sunday mornings and also in the afternoon service, so pray for them as they travel and uh, to get here, so please keep them uh, in your prayers as well. Well, let's go to the Lord and pray in prayer, and pray for these on your prayer sheet if you'll join with me in prayer, and also remembering our offering this evening. Uh, and again, remember these that aren't feeling well. I appreciate it. And again, remember Brother Jordan and Miss Gina uh, tonight as well, all right? Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us. Thank you for your, your grace mercy, Lord. I'm thankful, God, that, Lord, that you're in control of everything. I'm thankful, Lord God, for this place, Lord, our people who are faithful to come. And, and uh, Lord, I just pray that you'd help me, Lord, as we continue our study in Daniel to rightly divide your word of truth and and I pray, God, that your hand of favor be upon this place, Lord, and, and God, this people. So, Lord, help us. God, there's many tonight that we've mentioned that are, are not feeling well. We lift them up in prayer tonight, God. We, I think of Brother Shelton, Lord, who's not feeling good. We pray for him. Uh, Lord, it, uh, I'm, I'm thankful also, our, our thinking of Brother our Miss Jackson and Brother George and Miss Adrian, Lord, as they uh, take care of Mrs. Jackson, Lord, and Miss Rosalind as well. So, Lord, we lift them up in prayer. Lord, we also pray for traveling graces for Brother Harmon and his wife as they come this way. And they're, they're supposed to be here Sunday. So, Lord, I pray for traveling graces for them. Uh, Lord, I'm thankful, God, tonight for uh, our faith promised missions as we embark upon a, a new year. Lord, uh, Lord, with our, our missions, our faith promise, God, please help us. And, uh, Lord, to uh, continue, Lord, is our theme for 2023. It comes, Lord, I pray that, God, that we'll stay the course. And, Lord, that we'll continue to teach and preach the truth of the word of God. And, Lord, that we'll continue to be interested in souls abroad, Lord, and, and not just overseas, but here in this place. Bless our people, Lord, as they go out Saturday morning, God, and, and uh, knock on doors and I pray, God, that you would uh, please uh, prepare the hearts of those whom we knock their doors, God, and they'll be ready to receive the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, Lord, help us in that. God, I, I continue to pray for, uh, Lord, our people that aren't on our help list, Lord, as well. I, I pray, God, for Ms. Erica 
Lord, in her cancer. She continues her therapy. Uh, God, I continue to pray for Brother Dennis and Miss Susie and their health, Lord. And, and God, I, uh, Brother Gary, Lord, I lift him up in prayer. Uh, God, he hasn't been doing well. And, Lord, so I pray for him and Miss Mary, that God, that you'd watch over them and, and uh, help them in their health. Help Brother Gary, Lord, as they uh, continue the testing, Lord. I, I pray, God, that you'd give those doctors and nurses wisdom. Lord, I pray also, God, for uh, Lord Central Park Baptist Church, Lord, for these that have started new ministries here, Brother Eugene, Lord, and his Korean ministry, God. I, I pray, Father God, that you'd help us, Lord, to help him and help our Korean folks, Lord, and God, help us to be a blessing to them. And I pray, Lord, that you'd just uh, help us just to watch the hand of God move in, in that ministry, Lord. And, and uh, so, Lord, I, I pray your blessings upon it. Lord, watch over us again, God, as we uh, get ready to study your word. And again, watch, help us to rightly divide the word of God. And Lord, I pray that your blessings would be upon this offering. Lord, bless the gift and the giver. And Lord, may everything that we do be used for the honor and the glory of God in this place, used for the, the reaching of souls with the gospel. And Lord, we give you the praise and the glory for it all because it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. It's a bittersweet situation. I have fell in love while I was gone with my granddaughter. She has got to be the cutest little child ever created in the history of the world. Uh, I know it's number 12, and I shouldn't be still overwhelmed, but she is so darling. Oh, my goodness. If I could have brought her with me, I wouldn't have put her in the suitcase. I would have carried her all the way. Uh, but uh, uh, her mama wouldn't let me. Amen. <laughs> And so, but she is precious. And they might come for a visit this summer. And man, that would be so wonderful. I'd love you to meet her. She is so cool. Number 259. Number 259. <clears throat> to God be the glory. Let's all stand. <clears throat>
So let's give them the credit as we sing verse number two. Oh, perfect redemption, the purchase of blood to every believer, the promise of God, the vilest defender who truly believes that moment from Jesus, the pardon received. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. chapter 6. <laughs> That's kind of like Tony the Tiger, wasn't it? Y'all remember him? Yep. All right. <laughs> Daniel chapter 6. Um, we'll start reading in verse 12 and we'll read down through verse 17. Found your place. Say amen. amen. All right. It says, Then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. Hast thou not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any god or man within thirty days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? And the king answered and said, The thing is true according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Then answered they and said before the king that that Daniel... Uh, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth thee not, O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but maketh his petition three times a day. Then the king, when he heard these words, was, watch, displeased with himself, and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Then these men assembled unto the king and said unto the king, Know, O king, that the law of the Medes and Persians is that no decree nor statute which the king establisheth may be changed. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God whom thou servest continually he will deliver thee. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den. 
And the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. And, and I'm thankful, Lord, that no matter uh, where we read or, or what we might read, we can always glean something from it that will help us, Lord, and challenge us, God, in our relationship with you. And so, Lord, I pray, God, that you'd help us tonight. And, uh, Lord, not listen to me, but, Lord, please fill me with the Holy Spirit of God. And I pray, Lord, that you'll speak through me. And, God, that I'll just stay out of your way. Lord, please empty me of this flesh and of, of the thoughts of this flesh. And, and uh, Lord, may I allow you to... Help our people, God, tonight, because I can't help them, Lord, but God, you can. And, and so, Lord, help us to listen to you, and I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. All right, last week we left off. If you remember, the accusers, they assembled, and we talked about that word. And uh, they assembled in order to ready themselves to uh, take Daniel before the king. And the Bible says when they found Daniel, it's, it's like they, you know... I like the words because it's like they weren't really looking for him. You know, when you find something, it's because you were looking, it's like you lost something and were looking for it, but they, they knew exactly where Daniel was at. Amen. We read about that. Uh, but they, it says they found Daniel praying. And I'm sure they hurried up the stairs, you know, I can see them gathered outside making all kinds of a commotion and trampling all over his flowers, you know, man, we're here and we're kicking the flowers and they're messing up his yard and all these kinds of things. And, and so they hurry upstairs when they all get together and, and they, they knew right where he was at. They knew the room that he was in and they went upstairs and I can just see him. We caught him. Here he is. Man, and I can, can you see the windows open? Amen. The windows open and I can see them out there going, Hey, look, we caught Daniel. We caught him in the act, man. He's in here. He was praying to his God. Have you ever been caught praying? Think about it. Maybe by your children, by your spouse. It'd make an impact on them if they catch you praying. You know, people uh, catch others doing a lot of things. Sometimes they're not so good. But wouldn't it be good if, 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 if people caught us praying? Yeah. I, mean, uh, I mean, that's what they said. They, they found Daniel praying. And I really do. I think it'd make an impact on people if they were to catch us doing something spiritual like that. Uh, and, and if you look in verse 12, notice what it says, that, uh, they, they, they take Daniel and it says, then they came near and, and spake unto the king. I mean, they, when they got Daniel, I believe they snatched him up and made a beeline to Darius. Uh, and I got to thinking about, I thought, you know, evil does not waste any time. Does not. After all, I mean, Daniel, Daniel has broken the law. He was praying. Dirty, rotten, low-down guy, and they're praying. Amen? Man, after all, we can't let that happen. In fact, uh, while we're doing away with praying, let's just get the Ten Commandments out of there. We don't want anybody reading that. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Amen? I mean, thou shalt not have any other false gods before me. I mean, God help. I mean, we don't want anybody reading that. They might do it. We want 
prison system to be a big business. You know, I mean, so uh, we, can't, we can't do any of that stuff. In fact, I got to thinking about that. There were a lot of Christian lawbreakers during COVID. Amen. Bunch of lawbreakers gathering to worship. Amen. I like what the one preacher out of California said. They, they, you could gather to protest. I mean, you get out in the streets and do all kinds of that stuff, but you couldn't gather to worship. So when they got together inside their church, he said, welcome to our protest. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. I mean, you could do a lot of other things, you know, go to Walmart, Home Depot, Lowe's, but, you know, but don't go to church. Couldn't do that. Can't sing in the choir. I mean, they made a big deal about that. Uh, couldn't do any of that. I mean, after all, why worship when you can, you know, go and protest and burn buildings and loot and rob and steal? Amen. I mean, a decree was made uh, in, on Daniel's behalf that he couldn't pray. Verse, four, verse 12, and they, they found him and went straight to the king. And uh, they, they notice what they did. They re, they, I call this the reminding foes. The accusers remind the king and they said, Hast thou not signed a decree? Isn't it uh, something when people want to accuse you of something, they say, You remember what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember what you said? I remember you said. Well, that's kind of what they're doing here. Uh, I can hear the snarl in their voices as they confront Darius about the decree that they've signed and and, and, you know, they know, now watch this, they know that Darius favors Daniel. Yep. They know that. And you, you say, how do you know? Well, we're going to see that in a minute. And they trapped him into making a law that could not be changed. And, and the law of the Medes and the Persians, we read it. It couldn't be changed. Once it's set, it's a done deal. Right. And the king, watch, he, he's going to have to keep his word and execute the law that's on the books. And if you look in verse 13, notice what they say. It says, then answered they, and, and we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, verse 13, then answered they and said before the king, notice what they said. They said, that Daniel. I mean, you know what they're doing? They're belittling him. Uh, they have no respect for him or for the office that he holds. And they're belittling that Daniel, that, you know, that Daniel... You know, I got to think about that. A lot of people don't, one, they don't have any respect for authority anymore. Uh, I, I feel, uh, you know, I, when I think of that, I think of our teachers like Ms. Jean-Marie and some of our, you know, in, in our school systems and stuff. Man, I couldn't do it. Uh, there's no respect for authority. But listen, uh, and I, I don't want to get hung up, get my plow hung up here, but it all, that disrespect for authority starts in the home. I remember my dad used to tell me, listen, listen, boy, if you get a whooping at school, you're going to get another one when you get home. So if I got busted when I, got, when I was at school, I never told my daddy when I got home. But there were times that he had found out. <laughs> you know? uh, but, you know, that's a respect for authority. Uh, used to be, that uh, that the uh, person in authority was 
was right, and, and, if, and if it got back to my parents, my parents was all, always gave them the benefit of the doubt first. Uh, but here, uh, they have no respect for authority. They, there's no respect for authority for, uh, for the office of a pastor in a lot of ways these days. But the reason why is because that they have, that men that stand in this place, they have disrespected the office. They don't dress in a way that honors God. Amen. I mean, I've seen preachers stand in the pulpits in shorts and a t-shirt. And, and uh, we used to call them, well, they're, they're flip, flip-flops or slides. What do you call them now? I mean, and it's like, are you kidding me? How can you take anybody that stands in this place and preaches this word, how can you take them serious? And and they dis, and, and as a result, there's no authority for the office. Used to that that the word of a pastor was uh, concrete, not not, uh, not infallible, but concrete. It had some authority to it. People listened because this was a man of God, and this was somebody that that rightly divided the word of truth, and they could count on them to do that and try to help them. But nowadays, you don't see that much. Uh, he's just one of the boys, one of the one of the gang now i like having friends and i enjoy being around our men uh, and we you know i enjoy cutting up with them uh, yeah or, or cutting trees with them uh, but listen but there's a time and a place for everything the book of ecclesiastes teaches us that uh, and when but and when we come here and in this place listen i'm saying this is time for business you know what? Listen, uh, I've had people say, Preacher, when are we going to have a, 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 a business meeting in the church? We have one every Sunday morning, every Sunday afternoon, and every Wednesday night. Amen. We have a business meeting. And then once a year, we talk about money. But our business is people. Uh, but boy, they sure didn't like Daniel. And they re- disrespect him. And they say, that Daniel. And they're literally saying, you know, he's not one of us. Notice what they, let me read it. It says in in verse 13, they say, that Daniel, look what they say, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah. You know, I mean, watch this. They they are belittled. They're they're saying he is just a slave, king. They're saying a slave that you have elevated. And they're belittling him in front of the king, to the king. He's just a captive of, you know, them Jewish people. I mean, he's not one of us. I'm glad I've never been one of us. You know, I'm like to say, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Amen. Amen. They belittle him. They brought... They thought that if Daniel, watch, had been given respect because of the office he held, that the king might, uh, that he might not follow through on the decree that he has signed and the one that's on the books about not praying to anyone except for the king. So they remind uh, Darius that Daniel is a captive Jew. And, and this is the way, listen, this is the way wicked critics deal with people especially if they don't like you or if it threatens their agenda or way of life. That, so they watch, they prejudice people against the accused before the facts are given. Right. Amen. Amen. You follow me? Let me say that again. 
Wicked people, prejudiced people against the accused before the facts are given. In other words, you are guilty. Even if you are innocent. Uh, And that's what they're doing to Daniel. They are prejudicing Daniel before the people. I I mean, they're in in the presence of the king, but I, I guarantee you there's an audience. You know how I know? Because, listen, they have made a spectacle of out, of, out of everything up to this point. And, and these accusers, they say, look what they tell them. They, they tell the king that, king, that Daniel regardeth thee not. Now, this is their main purpose right here. Uh, their main purpose is to report Daniel's behavior. And they said that, that Daniel disrespected the king. Notice they said oh, that he regardeth him not. And that, in other words, they're saying, Darius, listen, oh, Daniel, here, he didn't pay you a bit of mind. He has, he has no respect for you whatsoever. And the reason he didn't have, because he's praying. Uh, listen, that's a lie. And they're, watch, they are defaming Daniel's character. When somebody's, listen, when somebody, uh, a, a wicked accuser, uh, and the Bible says that the, the ways of the righteous condemn the wicked. Yeah. And when you condemn wicked people, listen, they will attack your character. Right. Yeah. I've always w- watched and, and I've tried to help my kids even today. You know, when, you're, my, when kids were at home and they were growing up, they would get into arguments with one another. Yeah. I mean, you know, you raise three girls and one son. Uh, guess what? There's drama. 24-7. And they would, start, they would start getting in a little spat, you know, about nothing. And then the next thing it is, it's like, I, I don't remember what they, but they would say, well, you got a big nose. And you know what happens? It starts getting personal. And it's like, wait a minute, don't do that. Listen, when, when somebody feels like that they don't have a leg to stand on, you know what they'll do? They will make it personal. And they will try to defame and destroy your character. It's exactly what they're doing here. Daniel, he's there praying. So they come up and they tell the king. They say, hey, he regardeth thee not. uh, And they lie about it. Listen, Daniel wasn't praying because he didn't respect the king. He is praying because, guess what? That's what he always did. Because he loved God. He had a relationship with God. This is something that he did three times a day. Listen, he loved God and he wanted to continue his relationship with God and he's not going to allow a decree or a law on the books to stop it. Let's say maybe we have another, um, I don't know, decree on the books of our country that says you can't pray. What you going to do? What you going to do if they come to a place when we say, I mean, and it's not COVID or something like that, and they say, well, you can't gather to worship. Listen, let's, let's worship. Amen. Amen. I mean, we had drive-in church out here. I remember Ms. Jean-Marie joined church that day and her family. And I said, hey. Everybody glad that they've joined, you know, flash your lights, honk your horn. Everybody's honking their horn, the lights are flashing. I mean, 
you know, but here, here's the report, and, and they're here, and they're degrading and defaming Daniel, and, and all because he was praying. And so they bring him before the king. Look in verse 14. It says, Then the king, uh, when he heard these words, look what it says, was what? With who? Himself. He knew he was caught. Um, you ever done something and after you did it, you went, I knew better than that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. What a, you know, you think, I am old enough now where I ought to know better than that. Right. You know? And you know what we do? It'll be okay. You know, I, I, I'll use me. When I got up on that ladder, I pushed that. I pushed the scaffold up against the house a little bit. There was it was about so far, and there was a pile of bricks right here, waiting for to have the house bricked. But I'm painting in the eave up here, about 15 feet, but my ladder won't reach it. Smart idea. I had a scaffold that was about five feet, and so I pushed it up there, and it's on an incline, about like this. And it's leaning away from the house. So I think, you know, if I put my ladder on top of that, I'll be fine. So I climb up it, I paint a minute, and I'm thinking, yeah, this will work. I come back down, I adjust the ladder, and I'm thinking if I put this ladder on the high side of this scaffold, even though, it, you know, it's, even, it's not on the bottom, the weight will be distributed right, and I'm using all of my, all of my gray matter and, and physics and all this kind of stuff to make sure that the angles are right and, and I get it all together and I fill up my paint deal and I crawl up the ladder and I make one swipe with my little roller thing and next thing you know, I hit the ground, all that, anyway, all that stuff happened and, and, and I went in the house and, and, I'm, my legs are hurt, my ankles are hurt, my shoulders are hurt, I'm just hurt all over, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, if you stop now, you're going to get all stove up, you won't be able to move a peg tomorrow. So you know what I did? I got my paint deal, I went, took a shower, put new clothes on, went back outside and, and went back up there painted some more. And then when I got on, and the next day I'm all hurt and I'm thinking, you know, that wasn't quite so smart. And I say to myself, you should have known better. Yeah. It was one of those, oh, man. You know, I think Darius is there. He's, he, he's been manipulated. He has been trapped by his own stupidity, and he should have known better. But you know what got him in trouble is the same thing that we've talked about up to this point, one little word, pride. It got him. And he knew it. Uh, and his attitude. You know what keeps a lot of people unsaved? Pride. Yeah. I think his attitude is like a lot of those who are going to end up in hell one day. They're going to be displeased with themselves. Not with God. I mean, they're going to realize they're, in, they're where they are because of their own choice. Because they had an opportunity to listen and obey God's call, but they listened to Satan. And Satan will tell you, well, you know, you got plenty of time. You're young. 
you know, you're strong. It won't happen to you. It will be okay. But before you know it, it's over and there's no excuse. Yeah, look in verse 14. It says, Then the king, when he heard these words, was sore displeased with himself and set his heart on Daniel. Remember, we talked about how the, the king favored Daniel. This is how you know. He said, he set his heart on Daniel to deliver him, to deliver him. I mean, he, he spent, I, I think they went and caught Daniel first thing in the morning, early. Because when you read the scripture and you notice, it talks about how he labored and, and, and to, to deliver him. And he let, watch it, he labored till the going down of the sun. I think that morning that those guys, they knew Daniel started his day with prayer. And they, listen, I'm telling you, evil uh, does not wait to accuse, to destroy, to fame, uh, discourage, all those things. And, and I think they are there early. They get him and they take him straight to the king. They have announced their intentions. And uh, Darius knows he's caught. And man, and he realizes it, and he sets his heart. He spends all day trying to undo the immutable law of the Medes and the Persians. And if you read this passage, you, you see that, man, listen, I'm telling you, wickedness, as I've said, they don't waste any time. Uh, Darius, he sets his heart into trying to find a way to keep Daniel out of the, lion, out of the den of lions. And you know, when you think about this, notice he sets his heart into it. He put his heart into trying to find a way to keep Daniel out of the den of lions. I think he's got some of his best advisors on this. All, some of his lawyers, his attorneys, they're looking into this and they are trying to find a way to keep him out. He put his heart in it. He labored. Uh, it was difficult. And listen, I, 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 when you put your heart in something, you know what? You give it all you got. Yep. You, you don't leave any stone unturned. You're making sure that what you do is to the best of your ability. You put your heart in it. And listen, and when you put your heart into something, listen, guess what? Labor follows. It gets intense. And you, you're striving to do the very best that you can. And here's Darius. He has put his heart into this. And, and, the, and the Bible says that he labored. In other words, he put some old-fashioned sweat into trying to save Daniel. But notice he couldn't find any loophole. Daniel's in trouble and he's headed to the den of lions. A lot of people today, instead of taking God at his word, being obedient to do what he says, just the way he says do it, you know what they do? They look for loopholes. Like the man that went to the hospital, his buddy was uh, uh, diagnosed with a, a terminal disease, and they said, listen, you've literally only got days to live in and so he called a, a friend and said, listen, would you come and see me? I, they, they said, I've only got days to live. And, and uh, you know, I, I'd like to see you before I die. So his buddy flies in. He goes to the hospital and he walks in and his friend is laying there in the hospital bed. And he's look, looking through his Bible. And the, his buddy said, listen, what are you doing? He said, I've known you for 40 years. You have never one time have I ever seen you looking at the Bible. What are you doing? He said, I'm looking for loopholes. Guess what? There are not any. Yeah. Uh, this is why I believe we find so many churches today that lack the power of God. Uh, 
this is why you find so many churches like a preach Sunday that, that look so much like the world. Uh, when Brother Elias and I went to this expo last week, it was a church expo for technology, and I walked in, and I'm looking around. There are contractors there. There are finance people there. I mean, there's people that say chairs, carpet, uh, sound, the whole nine yards. And, and we weren't in there maybe 20 minutes, and I turned, and I, I, I told Brother Elias, I said, listen, do you see what I see? He said, uh, what do you mean? And I said, look around. I said, this is a church expo. And I said, look at who's here. And he said, no, preacher, I don't guess I know. I said, listen, what I'm seeing here tells me that church is big business. It's not about uh, people's relationship with God. It's about getting a big crowd and having whatever they want to call it. Every time we went up, literally every time we went and talked to someone uh, about some of the things, the sound or whatever, they said, yeah, uh, we do this and we set this up on the stage, on your stage and we do this on your stage and we do this on your stage. And in my mind, I'm thinking, it is not a stage. Listen, this is a platform. So what's the difference? Well, I thought you'd ask that, so I looked it up. A platform is a raised surface higher than the adjoining area. It is a declar- for a declaration of the principles on which a group of people stand. Amen. That's a platform. Yep. A stage is a part of a theater on which the acting takes place, a place of entertainment. Right. This place is not a place of entertainment. Yep. Right. It's a platform. It's a place where we, uh, we, we preach and disseminate the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and tell people how they can go to heaven and tell folks how they can have a right relationship with God. And, then, and we say, thus saith the Lord. Listen, it's a platform. Amen. This is not for entertainment. Amen. Somebody showed me a, a, a video of a, ch- a church and I mean, they had the fog, they had the smoke, the lights were off, the, light, the lights were all different colors, and, 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 and I was listening to the music, and it literally, listen, I've been to some rock concerts in my young, dumb, and stupid days, and I'm telling you, this, those things had nothing on this church, this church service. It sounded like a heavy metal rock concert. I'm not too old to know what heavy metal is like, and that's exactly what it sounded like. And they called it church. You know what it was? A stage. Yeah. Um, The futile effort of Darius makes me think of those who, you know, when they get in situations like this, uh, they treat sin as harmless. But when they yield to sin, they find out that they're trapped. Listen. The people that stand in those pulpits across the world and in services like that, they're going to answer to God one day. Because people that, that are there in those services have no clue about heaven and hell. And it's that person's responsibility to those people to just tell them the truth. Just say what Jesus said. Um. Listen, Darius is in trouble and he's 
looking for loopholes, but he doesn't find any. Look in verses 15 through 28. I've got about eight minutes. Boy, they, they've got Daniel, and they've got him in front of the king, and the king realizes that he can't do anything. And man, when I see situations like this, I just uh, I, I'm, I get a mental picture of the old devil. <laughs> we got him. Man, Daniel has been a thorn in my flesh for years. Come up through Babylon. God's protected him. Darius has set him up. And man, he thought he was untouchable, but we finally got him. He is headed to the lion's den. Don't you know that that's what he does for Christians when he ruins their life, just like you and me? Oh, yeah. And man, we got him. I can see him thinking, man, it's all over for him. And the Bible says they brought Daniel. I don't like that term. It's, uh, I mean, they. It's amazing to me how these evildoers, watch, are introduced as they. It's an anonymous they. And by the way, it's always like this. Always. They could have included the government officials who were accusing Daniel. Maybe those who even worked close with him. I'm certain it included soldiers who were able to handle criminals because they were there to arrest him. Uh, They showed up in number to arrest Daniel at his house. It reminds me of Matthew 26 uh, in verse 47. Turn over to Matthew. I want you to see this. And think about now these guys, these people, that this crowd is coming to get Daniel Matthew chapter 26, and look in verse 47. Notice what it says. And while he, the Lord Jesus, yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came. And with him, what's he coming for? He's coming to accuse the Lord and point him out so they can arrest him. Same thing that's happening to Daniel. It says, and with him, look what it said, a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and elders of the people. They came to get the Lord that way. They knew who he was. They knew what kind of person he was, yet they show up like that, in number, wicked, with, with, with all kinds of things, like they're really going to run into some trouble. Well, I can just see them. Here they are. They've come to get Daniel. And remember, Daniel's in his late 80s, maybe even 90. And I'm, listen, they show up to get him. I can see them. You, you think they had stuff in their hand? Oh, absolutely. I, just like they did when they came to get the Lord Jesus. He, listen, they even asked, listen, I've, I've been in the synagogues and I've sat with you and I've taught you and yet you show up like this. I can see Daniel, 80-year-old man, and, and, and they, they show up at his house and I can see Daniel. He plants his feet and doubles his fist and he says, okay, let's do this. No, he doesn't do that. He goes just like the Lord did. Peaceful, quiet, and he goes with them. Listen, wickedness and evil always wants to put on a show. Yeah? And we see that the government, watch watch this, the government here has arrested an 80-year-old man while the real culprits, the real problems 
are running free in the government. Huh. Deja vu. Wickedness may think they're running things, and they do. But time has a way of righting wrongs. Praise the Lord. Listen, it may look bad, but you know what? I'm not worried. You know why? Because it ain't over. (laughs) This ain't it. Listen, you read, you keep reading. Before a 24-hour period of time passes, the real culprits, guess what? They're headed for the den of lions. Listen, I am glad God keeps a record. And one of these days, the wrongs will be made right. Listen, you may face the wrongs here, and we do. And Christian, I'm telling you, you're going to face some of the things that other people may not face. But I'm here to let you know that God keeps a record. And one of these days, God's going to make it all right. Just remember, we're not home yet. This is not payday yet. You know, that we do payday and quitting time kind of thing here on this old place. But I'm telling you, payday, the real payday is yet to come. God keeps a record. Look in verse 16. Uh, Darius does something that kings during this day and time are not known for. I mean, they're not known for being nice. In fact, the greater the power, generally the more cruel the man with the power. History's proven uh, this through men like Hitler, Stalin, Mao Zedong, Castro, Saddam Hussein, and you can go on down the list. Listen, the, 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 the greater the power, the more wicked the individual. And Darius, but listen, but Darius is not that way. Notice he, he had some compassion uh, uh, about him. And, and I want, but then I thought, I wonder where he got it from. I believe he got it from Daniel. Daniel is high in the government. Daniel's a, a, a child of God. Daniel is with a, uh, he's had a, a, a reputation. He's had a testimony. He's had an influence all these years. Listen, and you couldn't help stare around him and know who he is and know what kind of person he is. And he makes an influence on Darius. You say, well, how do you know? It's right here in Scripture. Look in verse 16. The king commanded and they brought Daniel. Listen, I'm telling you, he is distraught. I mean, he's displeased with himself. He, he, he has set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. But they bring him in. There's no way he can get out of it. Uh, and, and listen, and, and he, he, the Bible says they cast him in. And you know, I looked up that word cast, and it means the same thing. It's a different word, but it means the same thing as over in the book of Revelation where they cast those in that are, that are rejected Christ, and they cast him into the lake of fire. That means they literally threw him in. Yep. They threw him in. Can you imagine how cruel these people are? He's an 80-year-old man. And they take him and they throw him into a a den of lions. How cruel is that? Listen, I I can't, uh, I've never liked it. I see my dad, he's 90, he tries to do the best he can, but he's, you know, he's, he's still feeble, he's 90. And it would not make me very happy to see somebody mistreat him. Uh, And I can see them mistreating Daniel and they they throw him in. Uh, 
but listen, I'm telling you, but Daniel, he's, I, I believe he went in and, and he's still trusting God. No matter what, regardless of the outcome, he's still faithful. I mean, Daniel has served God faithfully and continually. And he has made an impact on Darius. And notice what Darius says when they throw him in. He said, he spake and he said, Daniel. Now, I don't know what kind of den it was, but I imagine he's, he's I can see him going, Daniel. Hey, just remember thy God whom thou servest continually. He'll deliver thee. <laughs> Listen, he's saying, how did he get that? He got it from Daniel. You think he got it from a wishy-washy Christian? You think he got it from somebody that was faithful a little bit, not so faithful not some, anymore? No, he got it from somebody who had a testimony that, that they served God and they were faithful to God. And, and, and then when, it, when the going got tough, listen, oh, Darius, let me tell you something, Daniel. Uh, I may not be personally know your God, but I know that the God that you serve, he's going to take care of you because you have proven that to me. And they throw him in. And, but notice what they do. I mean, they roll a stone over it. Now, I thought, why do they do that? Think, do they think, you know, Daniel's going to fight his way out? He's 80 plus. But they roll a stone away over the mouth of the hole. And, and they did that so um, nobody could get out and nobody could get in. And then the king put that signet, that seal on it. And you know, and I, I thought when they, they pushed that in there, I thought, you know, sometimes trials and, and, and things in our life are, are like a great stone being rolled over us. I mean, uh, circumstances, they become a great barrier to us. They may be even a great barrier to, God, uh, to man. And they are. But I'm telling you, from reading this, guess what? It's not a great barrier to God. I mean, is, is a stone going to keep God out? Is a stone going to keep God from doing what he wants to do in the life of Daniel? Absolutely not. Well, I'm here to let you know that circumstances may feel like a stone in your life and a huge barrier to you, but I'm telling you, I serve a God who knows about that and he can take care of it regardless of your circumstances. You remember the stone that they rolled over the, the, the tomb of the Lord Jesus? And you remember what happened? The Bible says that the stone... Listen, the Lord didn't have to move the stone to get out. He, listen, it was moved so people could look in and see that he wasn't there. But if you read about it, the Bible says that the angel was there and the stone was rolled away and the angel, guess what he did? He sat on the stone. I thought... Man, listen, why did God put that in there? I think it's kind of funny. The stones rolled away and the people walk up and man, here's this angel. He's just sitting up there on the stone. And, and you know what he's kind of saying? Who's in control now? Who, who's got this now? Listen, it's the same thing with you and me. It's the same thing with Daniel. Circumstances look like they were insurmountable, but we serve a God who lets us know that no matter what kind of circumstance you face, God can take care of you. Amen. Amen. And he's going to take care of Daniel. 
Uh, listen, if you stay close to him, be faithful, be obedient, God will see you through. God's going to take care of Daniel. Now listen, not all of them got out of the lion's den. Some suffered. Read the book of Hebrews. Yeah. But, but I'm telling you, they were all delivered. Yeah. It says some were delivered a different way. But I'm here to let you know that one of these days, you and I will be delivered. I'm looking forward to it. We may not be delivered uh, in this life, but we're going to be ultimately delivered if you're born again, child of Almighty God. Listen, I'm thankful. I'm looking for the upper taker, not the undertaker. And I've, I've had people say, well, preacher, I don't know if he's coming in lifetime, my lifetime. I think he may. But if he doesn't, I'm still looking for him tomorrow. I'm not going to lay my head down on my pillow tonight and think, well, Lord, I know you're not coming back tomorrow, but, you know, so, no, wait a minute. I lay down at night, and I'm thinking, Lord, please come before tomorrow. I'm, I'm ready to get out of here. Uh, and so when I, make, when I lay down, I make sure I'm ready to meet him before morning. Are you ready? Uh, do you have circumstances that you're facing? Has a stone been rolled over, uh, over your life? Well, talk to God about it, uh, and he'll take care of it. We're going to see what happens. Remember, Darius has faith. He's already told Daniel. I mean, he's got more faith than a lot of Christians. Daniel, you're the God you serve continually. He'll take care of you. We still serve that God. Do you have faith in him? If not, then you come. If you do, maybe there's a, a circumstance, then you come and just lay it at his feet. And let God take care of it. Father, help us. Uh, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, God, for these insights, Lord. I pray, God, that you'd help, help us to apply them in our life. Uh, God, help us to be as Daniel. Help us to have a testimony, an influence. Lord, we have an influence. And we're going to use it one way or the other. We're going to use it to move people toward you. Or we're going to use it to move people away from you. So, Lord, help us to be wise as serpent, harmless as a dove. And God, help us to have a testimony of Daniel knowing uh, the God that we serve can make an impact on our life and that it'll make an impact on the lives of others as well. So, Lord, please help us in the next few moments during this invitation. Lord, we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if the Lord's speaking to your heart about something, I want to give you an opportunity uh, to come. If you need to come, you come.